read the um, issues 10 through 12 of Thor, the God of Thunder, and 1 through 3 of Mighty Thor. And 10 through 12 was pretty much wrapping up the gore arc. Um, And I have to say this. Reading this was a mistake. I know that, like, we thought, oh, yeah, we were going to be so excited about this because it's before the movie and we're starting a book club and people get to interact with us and we get talking and all that kind of stuff. I don't know, y'all. I think reading this may have been a mistake because (laughs) with the movie coming out, I don't think this is going to be a mistake. y'all welcome back to another episode of another relaunch this week i am raymond terrell the ray oh that's good i like him um this week i'm going to be loki because he showed up in that was okay. me <laughs> <laughs> i mean I, I, actually i was about to say i don't know He's if fine. i would call him king but i think i do like comic book loki i don't like mcu loki but like that's comic fair. book loki he's kind of like cool yeah he, he finally popped up in, uh, you know, we'll probably be talking about it later during the uh, book club. He finally popped up in Jane Foster's Thor. And I actually mm-hmm. was like, oh, Loki. He's high. But also, he's like, Dodderman's art it was really good. Yeah, it was. That's when he was classic. And he's also got, like, a really good design. Like, the horns and the gold, all that. The headpiece. You know mm-hmm. how that I'm always going to be here. Same. I love, a, I love a face piece. <laughs> That's dope. How are you? I'm good. you just gotta do like a quick round trip like what's going on in life right now but no i'm good um i went to the gym this morning i haven't been in like a week or so so that was like really nice and then i went to smoothie king right after and like so there's a story about this i had went to the gym like a few weeks ago and i had looked up on google what time the smoothie king opened it said 6 30 a.m you know i'm at the gym in the morning so i was like okay that's great i was like i'll leave the gym at like 6 15 walk up to the smoothie king like get my stuff and be good to go do all that, get to the Smoothie King, they don't open till 7. So I was like, oh, well, I'm not going to wait 30 minutes. So I, like, went in the Starbucks and I got me a tea or something and I kept on going. But this time I was like, well, I'm back at the gym. Smoothie King's going to open up at 7. So I went there, got in there. The girl was so irritated. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know she just got there. <laughs> you know, it was like she had clearly, like, just got to work. Like, she hadn't even, like, rent some of the stuff out yet. And here I come, like, all in the morning, like, ah, get my smoothie. I'm excited. Oh, she called you all kind of names in her she head. Was <laughs> she was mad. But I was just like, I don't know what to tell you, ma'am. I've been waiting for this smoothie for a few weeks now. So I'm going to be here for 7 a.m. And I'm going to get it. But that was nice. And then there's, like, this new... So there's this deli. I don't know if they're, like, worldwide, but I know it's pretty popular here in D.C. It's called Call Your Mother. It's um, it's a Jewish-owned deli. And I've been hearing, like, really good things about this place. And every time I've gone past it, there's a line out the door. And so I'm just like, what is going on up in here? So, like, after I got my smoothie, I saw that they opened, too. So I was like, let me go on over here. Get me a little sandwich. I got this, like, chicken sausage... Um, it had Ooh. some spice honey on it, like cheddar and American cheese. It was, it was like, it was bomb. I was like, oh, I get it. I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I understand why there's a line out the door now. So it's like, if, you're, if you're ever in the city and you need like a breakfast, they had like lunch sandwiches and stuff like that as well. Might go back for those, but it was good. It was a good morning. That's good. 
That's good. I love that. I love a good smoothie. I don't know if they really have too many smoothie kings out here, but I love a smoothie. Like, mm. when I was in college, people always used to <laughs> make the joke about how, like, they always saw me with a smoothie in my hair because that's all I would eat. <laughs> oh, my God. That was like your, that was like your Lorna coffee era. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Oh my God, no, like really, I always had a smoothie in my hand. Are, are you like a healthy smoothie person or do you like fruit ones? Now, <laughs> now I try to be, but normally, you know, I love a um, all the sugar in my stuff. Um, mm. But now, you know, I try to get like more of a healthy smoothie. Although I'm not a fan of green smoothies. Sorry. Mm, can't stand them. Oh my God, like a spinach, kale, anything. Nobody want no blended salad. It's like a big thing. People are always talking about their smoothies and their green smoothies and stuff like that. But I'm sorry. I just like, I'm still going to be hungry. And I'm still going to okay. be I'm not eating grass. Sorry. People are like, oh, I'm juicing this week. Have fun. Mm-mm. No, not for me. Sandwich. I have been having a good week, though. You know, I um, last week here in L.A. was L.A. Pride weekend. The first weekend was, like, mm-hmm. West Hollywood Pride. So last weekend was L.A. Pride. Um <laughs> And if y'all out here and you saw me, then that was me. <laughs> yeah, that was me. <laughs> um, but it's been a lot of fun. Everything out here is kind of like starting to open back up again. This past weekend, it finally made me feel like I'm back outside for the summer. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel like I've been really like cooping the house for the last couple of years. And like slowly things have been opening up. But like this past weekend, I really feel like. I hit my stride and like I feel that. I was telling people when it was my birthday, that was like my soft launch to coming back outside. Cause I had like took a break from just doing anything, going to bars and stuff like that. So that was my soft launch. And then this weekend, um, there's a something in the water festival here in DC. And so I'll be going yes, to yes. and so that's like the full launch out into summer. And then we'll be doing more stuff. You know, Beyonce just announced that her album will be coming out late July. Uh, queen. So get ready for that. We're gonna be dancing and stuff. So I'm just like it's although it's it summertime, y'all. It's been ridiculously hot here in D.C. It's been, like, in the 90s and humid every single day. It's oh, kind of no. That's, that's hotter here than here. Although, <laughs> wow. so do you know, I'm sorry, we're we going to talk about stuff eventually, you guys. But, you know, I came across this, like, really interesting phenomenon that's been happening here. For the past two months, every Tuesday, it has rained. Oh, wow. Have you recorded this? Like, you kept track so, of it? So this is the thing. So again, my birthday was on a Tuesday. It rained that day. And then before, like, I've been um, at work. And so every Tuesday at work, I have to, like, do a presentation. And I just started noticing it because every Tuesday I started making the comment that, like, oh, it's raining outside. Or I'd be, like, in a really good mood because I really love the rain and I love great clouds. And so I'd come to work and I'd be extra up and extra peppy, like, oh, you guys, look, it's raining. It's Tuesday. It knows it's raining. So I just started realizing, like, oh, every Tuesday it just happens to be gray, cloudy, and raining. And it's continued because, again, this week it was raining on Tuesday and it's been, like, sunny and hot every day since. And then I looked at the weather. Mm-hmm. Next Tuesday it's supposed to rain. Huh. Look at that. Maybe you storm. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, Come on, storm. <laughs> All right, y'all. Let's go ahead and get into the updates for this week. Not too much going on, but some <laughs> some fun topics for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, up first, we have recently found out that there's going to be a new Tim Drake series coming um, from Megan Fitzmartin with art by Riley Rosmo. Now, <laughs> ooh, don't make that face. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, I am a 
I will have to admit that I'm more of like a Fairweather Tim Drake fan. I could, I will always like admit that Tim is my favorite Robin of the of the Robins. He's the best Robin in my opinion because he's like the smartest one. Um, Nightwing is like my favorite of the, the of bar. the crew, <clears throat> right? But like Tim, in my opinion, has kind of been like shredding water for a while. They tried to Ben just tried to give him a new name and a brown costume that was terrible, calling him the Drake. And that brown costume, not cute. Um, for a while, actually, um, people may not know this, or maybe they remember it. He was the only Robin. He has the longest running Robin series of of anybody. I think it almost hit 100 issues or something like that. Um, we're during his like Red Robin era. Now, I personally feel like he needs a different name than just Robin because that's kind of Damien's title now. Um, but I do think it's cool that he's getting his own ongoing. Now, this is coming out in September, so Tim Drake fans, definitely check that out if you're excited for it. Mm. I, I'm i not sure if I want to dive into it myself, um, but we'll see. We'll see. I just Tim feel is, like, I don't know. I personally don't like Tim Drake, but <laughs> right. still calling him Robin does seem a little odd, but I feel like um, Cassandra Cain has like a similar issue. With like being Batgirl mm. and like orphan and kind of what they do with her and changing her around. And I, again, like I think, I think the Titans group that Dick and them were in, I felt like they were always kind of in like a weird age spot because like they weren't necessarily the league, but they were the next. But I feel like they found a good enough niche for them, especially now that the league is quote unquote dead. And I feel like that second class that was like Tim, Cassie, Connor, I feel like they got it especially worse because they're truly the middle children of the sidekick clan because you have the Damians and all of them who are after them who should technically be taking up those spots. And it's like they're kind of harder to make, I guess, a new identity for and, like, still push it without mm. it truly just feeling, like, overkill at this point. Like, look at the stuff Cassie um, Sandsworth, Wonder Girl, has gone through. She's been, like, dragged through the mud. Um, I don't even know who else there is with that group. Connor um, Kent, like, the original Superboy. Mm-hmm. Oh, Bart. And pretty much everybody that was on, all of them that was on that Young Justice squad. Mm, and the Young Justice style has been co-opted. Yeah, and it's it sucks for them because it seems as though Young Justice, compared to the Titans, is kind of like the teen group or whatever. Mm-hmm. But those those characters, in my opinion, should be a lot older now. Like they shouldn't <laughs> yeah, be yeah. in Young Justice. At all. Wonder Girl and Superboy and um, Tim Drake and all them, they should not be mm-hmm. like young anymore. Mm-hmm. But they don't have a, was a part of this crew too, and so was Mia. They also missed out, and that one actually hurts because I yeah. really like some of those characters. Mia had a really cool, interesting backstory. They um, mm-hmm. really she, made her like feel more authentic and stuff. Yeah, especially like when she like Mia. So for those who don't know, Mia Dearden was a character that appeared in Green Arrow. She took up the mantle of Speedy, and she was uh, revealed to be HIV positive in the comics. And, like, it became, like, just a part of her storyline and, like, her coming out with that information to the people around her and, like, why she wanted to be a hero. And then, like, even her storyline when she joined the Titans, it was a part of that, too. They were talking about, like, secrets, and that's when Dr. Light came out. And that was a good run. Hot era. Maybe they they all just need to be all Titans. Just put them all in, in that instead of trying to separate everybody out. That feels hard, too, because then I feel like you run into issues that you kind of find with the Legion. Too many? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. They got to figure out something. I think the Titans brand, in my opinion, should stand on its own. They should be like their own 
pillar the way the Justice League is mm-hmm. and just go from there. Have the OGs be like the quote unquote, you know, the starting yeah. seven and go from there. But I was about to say, I guess you don't really find that issue with the JSA. Mm, you do sometimes. That's mm-hmm. not true. <laughs> and they've kind of like, they've been trying to really position the JSA as like, in my opinion, they used to just be a separate group than the Justice mm-hmm. League, but now they're trying to make them seem as though they're the league before the Justice League. Like they mm-hmm. were like, they go back the and forth like there. how they do it. You know, they're like the Earth Two heroes, then like the the precursors, and then like, oh no, they're current. Mm, whatever, we'll figure it out one day. Hopefully, we get a new one. Not by Tom Taylor. Yeah, we'll see. All right, up next on these updates, oh child. <laughs> um, so there will be a Joker Two movie coming out. I'm just not sure if anyone ever have heard about this. But Lady Gaga is in talks to star as Harley Quinn in the movie. And this is Joker uh, starring Joaquin Phoenix. Now, um, most people already know Margot Robbie had been um, Harley Quinn for a while, but presumably, obviously, she would not be uh, taking over this role again for the Joker movies because they're doing the whole different universes and everything. But uh, Lady Gaga is supposedly she's in talks to it, um, you know. Twitter has shown that she started following some Harley Quinn fan accounts. So, <laughs> and they said like her mom and like her, uh, like I think her manager like both followed the director or something like that yeah. for the Joker movie. It's like good for her. It's probably happening. I didn't see the first Joker. I'm not gonna lie. I did, and I never wanted to see it again. It was mm-hmm. like <laughs> it was, it was very much like a a movie I. I don't even know why I felt like I wanted to see it at that time. <laughs> Maybe because I just wanted to give it a chance. But, like, mm-hmm. that's just not my kind of media. It was like, I don't really need to see this angry white man right now. Like, I don't, that's not my kind of thing. I, I will um, say, I do think some <clears throat> memes from it are funny. Like, that scene of him, like, when he's uh, coming down the steps dancing. And then the one, I think, is he's, get, he's getting hit by the car. Like, those always make me. Yes. <laughs> My favorite meme is when anyone tells a really bad joke and they use his uh, his picture from the <laughs> Now the memes are funny. Now that makes this even funnier because the memes as Lady Gaga and Harley Quinn, now that's going to be funny because yeah. if there's one thing about Gaga, she is going to be pretentious and do too much. So she is going to really, during oh this interview... God. When she goes on press, a press tour for this movie? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> That on the last one when she was trying to go for the Oscar run and she was on there talking about how she was getting drunk off prop drinks. And it was like, <laughs> girl, what are you talking about? And she said, like, the spirit of that lady, like, spoke to her. And, um... <laughs> it said flies to her. <laughs> she said flies were following her around. Like, what are you talking about? And then they asked her if she actually spoke to the woman and she was like, no, I didn't speak to her before the role. Like, I just, uh, you know, wanted to do it on my own. Like, no one can tell me how to be this character, not even her. I was like, okay, girl. You got some issues. And then her as Harley is going to be crazy. (laughs) But that's fine. Margo's moved on. She's going to be Barbie. (laughs) She is, yes. And maybe this might be a chance for her. Um, You know, she is on my short list for my girl, Sue. Um, and in fact, she almost, yeah, she almost was, she was cast as Sue, um, in the 2015 reboot, the one that's really bad. <laughs> um, oh, the one with she, Kepara. Yes, but she dropped out to be Harley. Good for her. 
Smart move, girl. <laughs> Smart move. Good for her. You know, I actually didn't. I like the idea of Kmara as Sue Storm. I like mm. Kmara. She's like weird, but I think she's a good actress. Or she's an interesting actress. She does not give me Sue. Just, I mean, she's just a white girl. That's your favorite. That doesn't say anything. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> I know it. <laughs> It's not giving mother. It's not giving mother. Um, Oh, speaking of Sue and her, are you excited for her like Judgment Day issue thing that's coming up? Oh, absolutely, yes. Who's Um, writing it? Oh man, I can't think of his name right now. This is my fault. And and I always always hate podcasts and they like don't know something. (laughs) And it's like (laughs) I'm sitting in front of a computer, you can look it up. Hang on. I think it's um he had written something of the Fantastic Four before. It's not gonna be Dan Slot, uh, that's for sure. Cause no, I think I he is excited about that. Which I don't know. Yeah, I didn't he's... know it's like Fantastic Four. Of course they do. I just think they hate Dan Slot. <laughs> no, they love the Fantastic Four. Everybody loves the four, except you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, hang on, let me find out who the new writer is. Because I saw Marvel release, like, their little reading list for Judgment Day, and it was a Fantastic Four issue on there. There was a Captain Marvel issue on there. There was an Iron Man issue on there. I was like, what is there going on? A lot of, like, Judgment Day. David Pepos. Oh, and mm-hmm. the art is going to be about Juan Cabal? Oh, yes. And it's a... Oh, um, oh he's going to do powers really good. Yeah. Dave Pepos. Um, know that name for some reason sure what else has he ever done but oh he did um he wrote a story in the moon knight black white and blood issue today oh he actually oh, wrote the one I, he actually wrote the one i liked oh you might have won <laughs> yes i know people have been asking if he was gonna like continue and stay on mm-hmm. um because people are fans of his i don't think i've ever read any of his work but i'm excited for mm-hmm. it's a sue spotlight issue it'll be winding down the slot run, and then we get a new, a new Fantastic Four, which I'm hoping is like a fresh relaunch for the team. Okay, that's exciting yeah. Good for the Fantastic Four. I, I love the four. <laughs> I do. And I hope that the next writer recognizes that like everyone has their favorite within the four. Mine is obviously Sue Storm, mm-hmm. but uh, um, it's it's the four of them together. I think everyone, mm-hmm. like whoever writes them, should recognize that it's a team of four, not just whoever your favorites are. And for me, the last few runs, everybody loves Ben, and that's kind of been the focus for a lot of him. I know, right? Ben? He's very he's popular. Got, he got his own solo he's he's got right like now. The, I, say, I guess <laughs> he's got like the whole like tortured man thing going on. Looks like is a monster and trying to like Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde. It's not like that extreme but you know wants to be better looks like something has a good heart blah 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 gotta prove himself he's not a monster he's a man cyborg has like the same type type of issue did they run into a circle with that with cyborg because with the thing yeah he's always been like a oh no woe is me but then by the end of the story he always just accepts it i think now within the last few years i think maybe the last decade or so it's just been well wait no they were gone for a while. <laughs> but before that, like, it's mostly been him accepting, like, this is who I am. 
and yeah. keep it moving. Now he's got a wife and kids. I did see, I saw some pages of like the wife and kids. I was like, oh, that's the same. He's got a little black girlfriend trying to beat the racist allegations. I see you. At least you're not black. Oh, he, he's not dating a black girl? Well, like a nah. black girl? I saw some pages. I thought it was from his that series he has out now. He's like in bed with some black lady. Maybe he dumped her. Oh, you he could be cheating. You know, a lot of the men in there <laughs> like to cheat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not reading his solo series right now, but um, it could be either like, you know, taking place before him and Alicia or, you know, like I said. <laughs> It's like, I was like, it was like a big thing. It was like, because I remember I saw people like, oh, he got a black girlfriend and she got a son and he's like helping take care of the boy. And I was like, mm. Mm, now he got a side family. See how men do. <laughs> wow. Well, on that note, let's go ahead and take a break while we contemplate what to do with men. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. Let's uh let's actually go ahead and get to the comics of this week. We had a lot of like really exciting titles. Um, and the first one up was the new number one, and that is Captain America: Sentinel of Liberty number one. And so this is the cat book that um features Steve, and not Sam. Mm. And this yes. one comes from the writers Jackson Lansing and Colin Kelly, with art by Carmen Canera. And quick. Fantastic art, fantastic art throughout the book. Like that is one thing I would definitely give this. Like, if you are a fan of Carmen Canero in any form or fashion, like you should absolutely go and check this book out. She does like phenomenal work, draws like the emotion, the face acting is really great. I think um, one of the things that I will say about this book is it felt very much like a classic Captain America run. And even when I was kind of mm-hmm. doing some searching on Twitter, I saw like people talking about the book and they were saying, oh, this reminds me of Grunwald and this reminds me of Wade and this reminds me of Neri and this reminds me of like all these people who used to write Cat back in the day. And while I agree, I came to realize that like, I don't think I want that from Steve to be written okay. like the cat that's back in the day. And it started making me think like, oh, you know, what do I actually want from Steve then? And then that started making me realize that like a lot of my appreciation and love for Captain America and Steve stories is that I know Sam is going to be it. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I was kind of like, oh, this book is like so. So like in this story, um, it shows kind of just Steve. He's in like a really good place in his life. He's in community college. He's making friends with like civilians. Obviously, there's some spy and espionage stuff going on. Bucky as the Winter Soldier might be like killing people again. There's this guy who tells Steve like the shield isn't really your property. It's theirs. Like they're always in control. So, it's, you know, there's always going to be some spy espionage government and Steve talking about like how the world is and how he hopes it can be and like what he sees as America and like people celebrating the country and all of that stuff. Again, very classic Captain America storytelling. Um, it just doesn't have Sam. And <laughs> I was just kind of like, oh, I was like, without the Sam element, it's just making me realize. I was like, do I necessarily like like Steve enough on his own and like what he says or like what he's going through is these things that I've seen all the time to be like, oh, this is what I want. And I was just like, I don't think it is. 
And so with that, I was just like, yeah, I think I, I don't think I'm going to follow this book. I will say, though, that I think if you enjoy Steve Rogers in any form or fashion, or even if you're just like not a fan of, or you've never read anything with Steve Rogers and you want to get into him, I would highly recommend picking up this book. I do think this was a very good Captain America story. Again, very classic feel. It kind of like gets back to the basics. And I will say, I don't think that's something that Sam has really done in a long time. I didn't read the previous Coats run. Um, you but said like, Sam. I'm oh, see, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Steve, I didn't read the previous Colts run, but I heard them kind of like some mid things about that. But like I think about Steve before that, and we had Hydra Steve, and then right before that we had Old Man Rogers, and so it's like I feel like people who like really like Cap and really like Steve, this is kind of what they've been waiting for. Like oh, get back to that classic stuff, and I'm just like oh, that's not that exciting anymore for him. I feel like. We've just seen him do it. But I think if that's something you'd like to experience, highly recommend it. Again, Canero's art worth alone is like worth checking out the issue, at least the first one for anyone who does it. Like just amazing, amazing work throughout. So I heard there was some I, cool um like decoding stuff that you could do with it as well. Like there's a code yeah. or something that you can kind of crack in there to figure out there, what it says. There is a code. I saw like a tweet from Marvel about it, about like how you're supposed to unlock it. I didn't do it yet, which was also like another showing to me that I was like, oh, maybe I don't care about this at all. <laughs> but I saw like people saying that they cracked it and that they did enjoy it. So it's like. That's a really cool thing. You know, yeah, taking it old school. Very interactive. Who doesn't love something interactive these days? So. And like you said, that feels like a very classic Captain America kind of comic, you know, cracking the code and doing that kind of stuff. Exactly. It's Steve. It's classic Steve. Yeah. He doesn't like Um, But all in all, I'd give the issue like a three, three out of five. Like, phenomenal art. Recommend if you want to get it. Um, next up on our list is the Iceman Infinity comic, third issue. Let me tell you something. I really love this little Infinity comic. And like... Okay, 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 okay. I know I have, I like... Mm-hmm, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever about Iceman. Iceman's always been my boy, but I've been worried about what they've been doing. But I didn't read this issue, but I read the first two. Mm-hmm. I didn't have time to get to this one, but I did read the first two, and I do like it. <laughs> so, so good. And I, I think, and I think what it is is my hesitations before have always been that um, they were making Iceman the kind of gay I didn't think he was. You know what I mean? Like where he was just very like superficial and kind of basic. Um, and I think. I'm not the biggest fan of uh, the art on this run, and his and the artist's style invokes that emotion for me, where they were kind of gonna make him more like younger, I guess I can kind of say, or like kind of like mm-hmm. immature. Um, but the best thing about this little Iceman solo has been they aged him up. That's all they really had to do for Iceman was just to like yeah. age him up a little bit, and now he's the Iceman that I've. That you want. We back Uh, here, back here, y'all. That's good to know. I'm glad you came around. No, I I like will say like this is really turning around. I was really excited. I thought this Infinity Comic because I know they come out on different days for some of the titles. I thought this was one of the ones that came out on like Monday or Tuesday. So I woke up both of those days like, where's my Iceman Infinity Comic? And somebody, and then I saw like the guy who writes to Luciano. He tweeted. He's like, oh, it comes out Wednesday. And I was like, oh. Well, but it came out, and I thought this was, like, again, another really fun issue. Um, If you remember the last time I talked about it, Bobby woke up in bed with Christian Frost. 
um, after he got the news of his dad passing away. And I will say, like, this one starts out with them together, and it's, like, a very nice little, like, moment for them. Again, it was kind of affirming that they're not going to be together, but Christian lets him know that, like, you know, I'm here for you. He talks about you don't have to explain anything to me, like call whoever you need to call when you get done with like going through what you're going through. But like at the same time, Christian was going to his like meeting for his um, problems. He was, I believe he was like addicted to drugs at one point. I and so that was his backstory with him and Emma. Like yeah. she, when he was uh, trying to, like when he was younger, like yeah. family, family money and he was on drugs and stuff like that. That sounds about right. You know, drama. So yeah. Yeah, he <laughs> talks about like how he's going to one of his meetings to get healthy and like, Iceman says something to him, and he's basically like, you know, that doesn't sound like you. That sounds like my sister talking and all of the things that you bought into, like what she says. He's like, remember, you're your own person, because Bobby's talking about, like, his dad and how you didn't feel like he was worth it. But all that aside, he ends up getting summoned by, like, this boy who's trying to be, like, this evil magician character. He's locked Loki up, and Loki, like, messed with his spell, so it summons Iceman instead. And so they kind of fight, and then they also get dragged into, like, another magical type of simulation i guess you could call it that has mixed the daddy issues of loki and iceman so it's created this giant <laughs> giant, but it has iceman's uh dad's face and it's like telling him like oh bobby i'm disappointed in you i thought there was like this really fun moment where bobby um he goes into like his spiky ice mode and loki's like why did you just randomly grow spikes and Bobby says, I don't know. It's just something I do when I don't know what to do. I think it makes me look cool and badass. And I was like, oh, that's like a nice nod <laughs> to like all of the random times that he's grown spikes over the years. And everybody's like, why does this Iceman have spikes? And I was like, that was like cute to kind of like tie that up with that. And it makes you feel like something that Bobby goes through. So Loki's like, okay, I'm gonna give you like my staff and my helmet to power you up. And he goes into this like really cool, like kind of like ice mage form, fights the giant, deals with some of his daddy issues along the way. He's love magic. Um, but here's the catch. Once it's all over, Loki tells him, he's like, I couldn't transfer my power to you. He was like, that was just me lying to give you the whole like yada yada speech. He's like, but well, the power was in you, blah, blah, blah. Good job. And then he leaves. And I was like, that's oh, so that's cute. Cool. Uh, I like that this is also a callback to. Uh when they met before his original yeah. solo run. Yes. You know, he, he that's how Iceman ended up being so powerful. <laughs> he also makes a mention of that, um, because when he sees, like, Loki's locked up, Loki's like, let me go so I can help him. Uh, Bobby's like, no, you don't remember the last time when you tried to use me as a battery and all this stuff like that. So there's, like, yeah. also a <laughs> issue. I mean, even something that Christian talks about with Bobby, um, when Bobby helped Christian with, like, some issues with his dad and stuff that was going on, like, that was called back to the issue. And so it ends this one with bobby just kind of realizing you know daddy issues kind of resolved power stuff is good in a good space in his life again he's like you know maybe i can do this maybe i can be the solo hero and the next issue we see like a hand coming out of the ice and it's like black winter is coming oh and so okay Solo Ice Man. I know that's right. Yes. <laughs> like, good for him. It's like really doing what it needs to do. And it's like, I mean, I love the issue. Again, and I know like people might have their issues with the art, but I think that this story fits well with him, um, with the art that it comes with. And I think he's doing a really good job. I thought the Ice Mage costume thing that he made was like amazing. I was like, yes. <laughs> I was like, this is what I'm talking about. He had like his little stab. He got like this little headpiece and they had a robe thing going on. I was like, this is hot. This is what he deserved. <laughs> so good for him on that end. Um, What'd you rate it? I would actually rate this a four out of five. And I'm not going to lie to you. Luciano's art is kind of growing on me. Like, 
to the point where like <laughs> I don't know. It's like working for me. I'm into it. I think again, I don't let me even put it this way. I would continue to read an infinity comic with his art. Ah. Okay. Yes. Um also, so I'll get to the last book of the week, but I do want to make a quick mention of um, Iron Fist number four came out this week from Melissa Wong. That was really good. The Immortal Weapons, Fat Cobra and Bride and I Inspired showed up in this issue and they were like fighting. Um, I know you love her. Yeah, that's my girl. She had the spice <laughs> coming out and everything. Um, and Lindley is going around his journey of being Iron Fist. It's really good. Action's fun. Um, there was also the second issue of the Moon Knight, Black, White and Blood. And that's the story that like had the David uh, guy who's doing that suit issue. His uh, story in the book had Leonardo Romero's art, and it was like actually my favorite one. It looked so good. It had like Mark meeting Steve, uh, Stephen, Jake, and Konshu in a diner, and just like talking about various missions they've been on and like how it never stops. But <laughs> it, it was it was like a really cute one, and I was like, oh, this is great. So check those out. And um, our final book of the week. Oh, this was an exciting one for me. I don't know about everybody else. But it's X-Men number three from Al Ewing and Stefano Caselli. And it had the big fight between Vulcan and Tarn that, you know, we've been waiting. Big, big is an exaggeration. Satisfying. <laughs> sure. Sure. But I don't know. I re- so I will say with this book, you know, Al Ewing is going like very political with it. Like there's a lot of like stuff happening in the background with like the characters and power plays and like building teams and like gaining your like allies and all that good stuff. Um, so like I really enjoy those type of stories. So like I'm loving this book. Um, we see that Vulcan is getting ready for his big battle with Tarn. Storm's kind of talking to Bran, like, what's going on here? Bran's kind of, like, eating her up a little bit, too, which is, like... <laughs> Bran, Bran dragged her a bit. <laughs> <laughs> She's, like, Bran's, like, you know, whatever, which is, like, I really enjoy that little feud and relationship they got going on. I want to see that last forever. Um, and so when we she get... Told her, um, oh, after he beats him, someone's going to be royalty here. Because, you know, somebody has to be. <laughs> I, know, <laughs> I know that kind of gag storm. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like, ooh. Um, it was hot. But, you know, while that's going on, you also have, like, the new Brotherhood forming. So Storm, Magneto, and Sunspot are just kind of, like, talking about how they're going to go about this. We do get to the big, uh, excuse me, the satisfying battle. I'll use that word instead of big. And that one's really fun, I think, because you have Sunspot meet up with Iska. And, like, he's coming to her, and he's, like, being real nice about it and, like, good and just, oh, you know, how do we get together and flirting with her like he does with everybody else. Once the fight starts, Tarn and Vulcan cancel each other's powers out, which, like, I do love, like, the common theme of how all the Iraqi hate power thieves. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's that side for me. It was, like, really funny. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, that part is so annoying. <laughs> that's probably my, that's honestly, that's up there with the secret sibling for me is like worst comic book tropes of like the depowering before like an expected match. Like, oh, mm-hmm. these people are going to fight each other, but let's take their powers away so they can just punch each other. I will say I don't enjoy depowering. I think I especially hate it when it happens to like female characters. Like, oh God, they do it to Storm all the time. 
They do. Stormer her damn knife. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like especially powerful. It's like when you take their powers away. I hate like I hate it in TV too. I think about like in The Witcher, they did it to Yennefer like the second season. That's why, you know, if you've ever seen Castlevania, that's why Cypher is always my girl. Because Cypher was a powerful girl <laughs> and she kept her powers every single season. It was like yes. there was no stopping her. It was like, yes, this is what we need. We're like we just made we just gave her better people to fight. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so that was really nice. So I, I, I agree with that. I don't always enjoy the power um, depowering. However, I do love a fight. And mm. Tarn, when they started fighting, and he gave Vulcan that first punch and, like, cracked his face, I'm sorry. I sat up. Was I, was like, I was expecting is... some blasts or something. <laughs> so give me I'm something. Sorry. I sat up. It was just like, boom. It was just like straight hands then broke him down. Um, but, like, that was, like, really interesting. And then he kills Vulcan. In combat, and Tarn's like, you know, this is me. And so, sure enough, Magneto comes flying down, and this is where Sunspot the flag. <laughs> Baby, <laughs> when he's talking to Iska. I was getting hyped. <laughs> now, he, now he woke up. Um, and you know, Iska's talking about how like Tarn's powers are coming back now that he's killed Vulcan. And so Sunspot says, you know, like I agree with you. I bet Tarn wins. And like this, like incites Iska because how her powers work, she can never lose. So like I guess by which she didn't really accept the bet. So I didn't know why. She was so upset. I feel like she didn't have to, but nonetheless, right? I didn't get that part either. Um, so I don't know. It didn't make sense to me. But whatever. I just kind of went with it. <laughs> but like, Iska, I think Iska as a whole, like, I don't think she makes sense. I think her powers are kind of like they gonna get iffy. Like the whole like. So can like can anybody not, just make a bet against her and like she don't even have to accept it? Can I just walk up to her and be like, oh, I bet I won't win a billion dollars today? Period. <laughs> but no, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think her like whole like power thing is gonna get tricky. And again, it's even if, like I think about it during Exosaurus. Like, why did she change colors? Yeah, she ain't changed colors with anything else. Did she change colors the first time she betrayed people? I don't know. I think I, again, I think like her whole like lose thing. It's gonna get a little like it's giving MacGuffin. Period. She might have to go. <laughs> <laughs> sorry to those who love her but you know she had her reaction as well she was like you know she looked like she had tears in her eyes and she was like crying and like oh now Tarn's gonna lose and like she knew him longer than anybody else and blah 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 it's like girl be calm he's a bad person it doesn't matter how much you know him but nonetheless Magneto does what needs to be done he like brings the helmet down Tarn's Tarn. <laughs> Tar kind of goes outside too. He was about to give up Get and yield. shaking like a little bitch. <laughs> oh, not like this. What's going on? Who is this? This is not the man who I came to appreciate now. You were just no. talking. Now you're scared. Yeah. And the Iraqi the don't believe the, the, the mood shifts when the king is in front of you. Uh, <laughs> and Magneto won. And now Magneto will be sitting on the Iraqi council in the seat of loss. Even though he's so, But you know he did. You know him and Charles like to lie. My fave. <laughs> um, I also like when um, Iska and Sunspot were like having that whole debate or whatever. She starts crying about, oh, I can never lose. And she attacks Sunspot. Is she strong enough to just crack his neck? I guess so. Okay, this is what I'm saying. She's giving MacGuffin. <laughs> and then you saw, but then you saw like how Storm ran up on her and she was like, well, fight me then. I can't lose. <laughs> <laughs> girl like she's gonna have to go sooner i do also have to admit that i miss storm's other costume 
I'm not the. Oh, no. I thought I was gonna. I thought I was gonna really, really like the like this updated mohawk thing, or whatever, because it was like a hot girl costume. You know, got the side cutouts and everything. But I don't know. So That's I will it. say that I do think this updated costume has like grown on me more. Like as I was going through this issue, Storm wasn't like doing too much, but like she was looking good. The entire. Maybe it's the mohawk. The mohawk. The, mo- the mohawk can be a little tired sometimes, but you know. It might be that for me. They told him to update the 80s look. Cause <laughs> gotta have Never going to let it go. Got to have fun. <laughs> she, had, she had no powers. That's when she was our best. They love it. <laughs> I hate it. But, like, I, do, I do appreciate the look, but I do prefer her regent look. However, mm-hmm. I feel like this updated punk look fits more in line with what she's doing on Arako. To be the whole, like, again, there's no thrones on Arako, there's no, like, royalty, there's no regents, I'm one of the people, I get down and dirty and all this stuff, like, she's got to be, like, a little bit rougher. That's a good point. Yeah. So that's why I appreciate it. That's fair. Just Mm -hmm. take that damn mohawk out. She looks good with her locks. You know... Yeah. I have also joined the train of people who would like to see Storm and, like, braids and like some braids like some different hairstyles yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm there too <laughs> like I, I, I think it's time and I, th- I think we should like allow her that grace i love the cloud hair i love when it's small you know i love a girly girl when she's got the locks going and she can shake and she can give you a little hair flip and all that but like storm can do that with her braids mm-hmm. this time that'd be high mm-hmm. yeah but overall, I thought the I thought the issue was pretty good. Loved the art, loved all the characterizations. I just really miss when writers liked writing superpowers. It seems as though like a lot of writers today aren't the biggest fan of like writing characters using their superpowers. They'll have them in fights and have them win matches or whatever. But like the actual matches and stuff, we don't really see as much. They may even explain how they won the match with their powers, but we don't actually like see it. Mm. I can agree with that. I think a lot of people have like, I think a lot of writing these days like really enjoys the struggle. Okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and I do, th- again, I think it's one of those just like annoying popular tropes of you really make them struggle by taking their powers away because they are so powerful. So. Mm. We got to do something else, y'all. Let's have a little fun. Blow some shit up. Make something sparkle. They could fight all, that way. All my favorites are, like, street level, so, like, they don't ever really lose their powers. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> my favorites are too powerful. That's the yeah, first the thing. That, the ones that have powers, at least, and if they even got them. It's like, they don't really go away that much. It's like, whatever. They're like, we're cool. They weren't even using them. That, um, that Sam Cat book. Yeah, they launched that missile at him, and he was like, oh, I could be hurt. And I was like, why is he hurt? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we <got> no- <laughs> okay, he's a human. <laughs> you see that little shield? <laughs> Love that. I enjoyed the issue. What would you rate it? I would give it, honestly, a like a 3.5 out of 5. I can agree with that. I am, I will say for this book, um, while I am enjoying a lot of the like political drop backdrop that it has, I am ready for the like full brotherhood to be formed. Yes. 
and like get those people together and like really start like and i think when that happens that's when you'll start getting your superpowers and your action because then i think they'll like be a little bit more i'm active. afraid i hope it's not canceled out of here <laughs> oh my know. gosh there was something on amazon i saw it said like three of six see and um <laughs> i want more women on the team and cora of the burning heart ain't enough yeah I she don't really do it sorry you know who should join this team fantasia from the acolyte oh, that'd be fun that'd be right? fun that would be fun she would be hot she'd be hot magneto always liked her too Mm-hmm. if you guys don't know who fantasia is look her up she has this amazing purple cape this great headpiece the hair, she's smart, Dr. Eileen. Get into her. She's got electromagnetic like blasts that she can shoot. Which I she's also cool. tend to like that. The cool. energy blasts? I like yeah. energy powers. <laughs> the like the, the, the like the whole like when they've got like something on the EM spectrum and it's like specifically with that. I think those are interesting powers. That look. hmm Same. <laughs> okay. Can you shoot blasts? So the thing is, like, his power is, like, it started out as, like, he had to be, have contact. Um, but then during X-Force, they worked with Pete Wisdom, and so he could do, like, a small area effect. But oh. if he was, just, so he could, like, do certain blasts, like, to a certain degree. But if it was something big or something, like, racial, he would always be like, I need to get in and, like, make contact with it. Mm. Very nice limitation. A little history. Okay. I like that. <laughs> I like Let's bring him that. back around soon. Period. And with that, let's go ahead and take a little break and then we'll come back. Oh, wait, let's get into the book club. You want to do that now? Oh, that's right. I forgot about the book club. My bad. Let's let's do that now then. It is Jane. (laughs) I know you love her. Um, So this week we had read the um, issues 10 through 12 of Thor the God of Thunder and 1 through 3 of Mighty Thor. And 10 through 12 was pretty much wrapping up the gore arc. Um, And I have Mm -hmm. to say this. Reading this was a mistake. I know that, like, we thought, oh, yeah, we were going to be so excited about this because it's before the movie and we're starting a book club and people get to interact with us and we get talking and all that kind of stuff. I don't know, y'all. I think reading this may have been a mistake because (laughs) (laughs) with the movie coming out, I don't think this is going to be as good as as the comic. Yeah, yeah, no, not at all. (laughs) Because, like, this was serving. Gore and all the Thors and like the Thors using the two hammers together to kind of fight the weapon and then he Thor at one point like got the weapon and became like the Necroblade. I was like, oh, this is hot. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if they're gonna do all this Ooh. in the MCU. Not at all. This story is supposed to be like so watered down, but it's like that's how I feel about all the Thor projects of the MCU. The first, like they've all just like again Ragnarok was good because it was fun and bright and different and like hilarious and it wasn't the drab boring stuff that we had gotten before but at the same time it was also like a mix of like four other storylines and it was mm-hmm. like now there's a lot going on in Thor 4. You got the Guardians around, you got Jane around, you got Valkyrie around, you got the Asgard stuff around and you got Gore around. It's just not going to give all that. I don't think. It's not. And, like, this was giving, we got, like, all of the, this was, again, the final wrap-up, Gore getting his head chopped off, I thought was a really cool moment when um, the young Thor axed his head off. It was giving, I wonder if they saw this when they were reading this and put that in the MCU, you know, when he chopped off Thanos' head. I don't know what's like an answer for that. But um, overall, I was, like, 
kind of shocked at how much I liked Thor in this. Thor is actually a pretty cool character. He's the dog. <laughs> he's, he's, he's the he's, dog. He's, he's, <laughs> no, he is the dog. <laughs> he's the dog. Thor is pretty cool. Um, I liked all the differences between Avengers Thor and like the wrap up at the end with King Thor telling the young one to like you know not be so brash and the young one I really he don't really give, give a shit he just wants to go get drunk and Avengers store he's like you know you're realizing you're doing so many great things for other people like never lose that I thought that all of the the conversations that all the Thors had together were great before they all went back to their own separate places um it makes me wonder are they going to happen Betsy in the Betsy corpse that we just never cared yeah Maybe you should start like suggesting they read these books there. Like, oh, pick up some Thor stuff. Maybe get you some inspiration for Beth. I don't think they'll do that. <laughs> you know, I do have to also remind people that when you leave like your comfort zone books and try something else, you may find something that you like. And like mm-hmm. Thor, Thor is hot. King. Um, I would have to get some more into him. But then as we transitioned over into Jane Foster Thor, now I had never read anything of hers. Mm. Um, and I have to say that like um, Russell Donnerman's art in The Mighty Thor was fantastic. Like we only read okay. these first three issues and instantly her in the hospital with cancer, like when it turned that page and you just see her, like her small frame and mm-hmm. her like being so cold and all these blankets and stuff, I was like, oh my gosh, this yeah, is it was powerful. It's really and um I had always wondered what the like the intricacies behind her being Thor meant. Like I knew that she was she had cancer and when she was I thought that when she was not Thor, like <laughs> the cancer came back and she was dying. I didn't realize that it was every time she picked up the hammer, she was becoming Thor, which means she's becoming super powered. So like all mm-hmm. the toxins from the chemotherapy were rejected mm-hmm. from her body. Yeah. That's not what something like a Thor would have the power to do. And it would obviously be killing her because now she's not having chemo at all. She's dealing with the cancer. And the cancer is a, now a part of her body, so that's why it was never wiped away. Mm-hmm. Which, like, cancer. I love that this is kind of like the theme of this entire thing. Yeah. Um, and the... I don't know, it was just really impactful. It really also reminded me how great I like Russell Donnerman's interiors. Um, yeah. So we've seen a lot of his covers, especially on like the Xbox. He's done a lot of the redesigns for the Hellfire Gala, but um, I haven't really seen his interiors. I think since the Giant Size Storm issue. Mm-hmm. That sounds about right. Jean Grey, the Jean and Emma uh, Giant mm-hmm. Size. Issue. And that was a, a, like a year, two years ago now at this point. But this I reminded say, usually when they bring him out for interiors, it's for like something special because he did a couple pages of the Hellfire Gala too. But he oh, hasn't done right. a series in a very long time. And like Russell on Jane Thor, that was immaculate. And I wonder like what it's become now. I wonder if it's um as you ever notice, like some artists as they get like bigger and they start to do more stuff, a lot of them have talked about how they become slower because their process becomes like a little bit more intricate. So mm-hmm. I wonder if like it's one of those mm-hmm. things now where he like maybe can't keep a schedule, or if they just feel as though like you too big now. You don't do interiors. So it's like if you do an interior, it is going to be like a special issue where you'll do like the first three years. Remember how they used to do um, Quapel? It was like they would announce yes. him for a book, but it was like he was mm-hmm. really only doing three issues and then it was like somebody <laughs> else was coming up. <laughs> yes. Yes. I like, mean, it could be a situation where, you know, the price went up. <laughs> I was about to say, they yeah. become very expensive and it's just like, oh, sorry. Um, 
But he, I, his stuff was like really good, but I do miss it back then. And he was like designing yeah. things too, which was like really awesome. Oh my gosh, all of the designs in the Mighty Thor are so cool. All the like, at one point we see Malekith and he's meeting with the these like three witches. They're mm. like the war witches and they look really cool. Um, I did kind of gasp a little bit when Enchantress popped up when her look and um, he was she was like, you know, Malekith, if you are trying to kill a god, you have to come the to hair. Enchantress <laughs> for this. Hair was given, the green was given, yes. the energy was That's given. Her. I was like, yes, this is my girl. Yes. Yeah, she was hot. Um, I I'm excited to continue reading on more of the Mighty Thor. I'm uh it's really getting me interested in the movie. <laughs> to be honest, again, I have have to lower my expectations because I don't know if the gore stuff will be as good. However, I do think they might do the Jane stuff fairly well. Um, Agreed. Reading daughter, reading daughter man stuff in and Jason Aaron stuff in the Mighty Thor, it feels like okay, the MCU might actually do pretty well with the Jane part of of the story. Agreed. I'm also starting to think that I think people may have I don't know if I said this on the show or not, but like I said, her wig was big. <laughs> in, uh, <laughs> in the tra- in the trailer for uh, the Love and Thunder, and I'm starting to think that she is bald underneath it. I'm starting to think that like there may be like a wig reveal or something like she is gonna reveal her cancer, and that is just why the wig is big. Although you know, the MCU always don't have the best wig departments, but I'm about to say MCU wigs are touch and go anyway. <laughs> right, right. I could be giving them more than they actually have done but we'll see um again i have been really enjoying this i don't know if i want to tap into the current thor run i don't know if his current thor run is giving all this um but that's the kate's run right the kate's run yeah yeah but you know shout out to thor for holding it down for the cosmic girls too you know um, he, he does go to space a lot, and I, I want to say I don't know if it's like this version because you know, like when Jason Aaron did the Mighty Thor, it lasted for a few issues, but then like it relaunched into the next one, which like was the very long run. Mm-hmm. Um, but she like goes to space a lot in those two. Yeah, I had looked at some of the one before this. The that's the one when she like revealed at the end that she was Jane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and like I did some skimming of it, and she writes she does hop into space every now and then. So shout out to Thor. She gets wrapped up in this thing with the Shi'ar. And, oh, oh um, yeah. Because they, like, obviously she's Thor and they, she's, like, a god. And she, like, does... She goes into a competition with the two Shi'ar gods. Oh, cool. Yeah, and they, like, dude, I can't remember if that's this one or the next one. Though. I hope it's this one, because now I want you to read it. It was really good. Yeah, this was really high. I mean, even this, um, the Mighty Thor, starting this with... It's raining elves from space. And like yeah. all of them are like flying into this uh, spaceship. I mean, this uh, satellite and everything. That was really cool. And again, mm-hmm. the art was fantastic. Dodderman has this really cool thing about like the facial reactions to people mm-hmm. um, that I really like. Also, like the way the characters move throughout the panels is really cool. Like in one panel, you'll see um, Jane summoning a Monir, but then like the next panel, like you'll see like the wind and the impact of it hitting her hand. And like, that looks really cool. It's like, he looks, he thinks of all the details and yeah. everything in these panels, which are really, really dope. A good man. A, a great man. A great one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like I said, I really enjoying this. Um, we didn't get too many comments from people this week, but definitely send us stuff. Next week, we'll be wrapping up um, the first arc of Mighty Thor with issues uh, four through six. And then following that, we'll be watching the movie. So, Hopefully this is as good. 
but we'll see. We'll see. I do have faith in Taika, though. I, I enjoy Ragnarok. I enjoy a lot of things he's done. I enjoy yeah. a lot of people in this movie. Um, I'm not excited about the Guardians. But they could have tried. They could have tried with Gore. Gore was giving in the comic, in like his face, and like the he looked like a creature. I think he looks like what you'd expect him to look like in the MCU. You drag them every chance you get on the CGI. <laughs> <laughs> mm, to say, I just, I just, it's what I expected to look like at this point. Yeah, we'll see. We'll definitely see. I hope it's, I hope it's good. I'm excited for a Valkyrie. It does seem as though, you know, reading the end of this and seeing the three Thors take on Gore is starting to make me think. Instead of that, they'll probably just do Jane, Valkyrie, and Thor. And Thor. I can see that. Who knows? I wonder if we'll get the God Bomb. See, this had a lot of stuff in it. Like It was good. Everybody it was so cool. good. Wow. <laughs> 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 All right, y'all. Let's take a break, and then we'll come back for some more MCU chat. So welcome back to another rewatch, and this week we'll be talking about episode two of uh, Miss Marvel. And mm. I have to say, Kamala's it the girl. it girl. <laughs> it girl. It girl. She's, She's got cool. it. Iman, She's got she is like such a charismatic little actress. The whole scene of Kamala, when she, you know, last episode she got her powers, she's feeling herself and all that. We saw her like kind of being a little bit of an outcast in school. This first episode when she walks up in the hallway and she's like dapping people up, she moving the girls from in front of her locker. Like, she like, hey. she stops the uh, <laughs> teacher from saying her name wrong. I was just like, I know that's right. Feel yourself, girly. Do it. <laughs> she's really got it. I don't know what it is about her that like, but she just got it. Like, she's so charismatic and you just like, you think she's so adorable. She's and so adorable. I will admit now, um, I think I had already agreed with you like on the last episode, but I'm fully agreeing with you now. Just go ahead and change her powers. <laughs> the, powers are- <laughs> <laughs> the powers are cool. Now, obviously, like I said, I have a bias. I love mm-hmm. an energy power. But I mean, they look cool. And the also... I may also have to agree with you when it comes to MCU CGI. I kind of feel like they may have already first started her stretchy CGI, and they were like, mm. they'll give they'll give you like throw some lights over thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? One really good like moment, and it's like the burst. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the first episode of like displaying the powers and like doing all the rocks and all that stuff. And now you just gonna get like some very Marvel CGI. Well, no, I meant, I meant in the instance of, like, if they gave her the stretchy powers, the stretchy powers would not look good. Oh. These, the, the lights, I feel like they started with the stretchy stuff, and then someone was like, ooh. No. <laughs> what, if what if we just throw some lights over it? Yeah, that's <laughs> so too much it. money. <laughs> <laughs> Way too much money. The Disney Plus budget for CGI is not very high. It's not the movie budget. But I will say... Again, you know, despite the stretchy powers and everything, I like how this, like, bangle, crystal, energy, whatever it is, is, like, tied to her history, and it seems to mm-hmm. be, like, something with, like, her family. And high key, it's a lot better than the Inhuman Connection. It makes the story, like, Interesting so you say that. more personable to me. Mm-hmm. 
I agree with you. I think that it makes it way more personal. Although I still kind of have the idea that she might be an inhuman because um, obviously it's like the synopsis of the show, but like the little boy that she likes, the um, Cameron. Cameron, Cameron, yeah. Cameron, I know him from the comics and he's an inhuman. So I wonder if they're going to like continue to maybe either change his backstory as well into something else. But um, he's an inhuman. He could like change. He can his skin becomes blue, but I think he can like shoot energy or something like that. But like, I'm like very anti-inhuman anyway. So right, disappear. I know you don't like. Him. I know you don't like him like that. <laughs> Crystal can come back and Panacea. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We'll allow that because Crystal, my girl. <laughs> um. <laughs> So uh, this episode, we see some really cool stuff with uh, Kamala and Bruno training with her powers, which I thought was really cool. I, I love a breakdown of abilities, um, especially when it comes to energy powers, because sometimes there could be a lot of overlap between what certain powers can do and what another powers can do. But for them to really take the time to kind of break down exactly what they can do and what they can't was really cool. Like when she tried to make a fist but the fist got way too heavy and she was like, oh, okay, so I'm not super strong. Um, yeah. I can just kind of create this light. That was really cool. And even seeing Bruno uh, test her out and say, oh, the the power is coming directly from you. The bangle just activated it. His name is Bruno. I keep calling him Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Where'd you get that from? He looked like I don't know. He looks like his name should be Duncan. And like for the entire show, I kept saying, like, oh, because so I thought the scene of um, first of all, when they went to the party for like mm-hmm. the girl, you know, she's going through her, st- her stuff after being saved by Kamala, she becomes super popular. She goes to this party, they go to this party, they're there for all the five minutes, and then the police show up. But then when the boy Cameron is like driving them home, and like him and Kamala are having a little flirty moment in the car, and the boy is sitting there so sad in the back seat, just like yeah, obviously. Seat there. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, he's seething. But I remember like sitting there in my room looking at this show, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like Duncan is so sad. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like Duncan. I was like, poor Duncan. And then he gets out of the car. He like calls him Brian. And I was like, <laughs> oh wait, it's his name, not Duncan. And then I, was, I was like, maybe his name's Brian. But then he's like, oh no, he knows my name isn't Brian. I'm like, right, because it's Duncan, but it's Bruno. <laughs> it's Bruno. <laughs> and um, I haven't read the Kamala, the Ms. Marvel comics in a while, probably since they first came out, so like ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but. And don't, I don't want to give it a spoiler, but like one of them are bad. I can't remember which one of them, but either Bruno, either Bruno or Cameron, one of them is bad. So, I feel like it's Cameron. Probably. This is what I'm saying. Kamala, girl, if you paying attention, don't fall for it. I know he's tall. I know his smile is nice. I know he got a nice scar. Don't fall for fun. it, girl. Have a little fun. <laughs> No, don't do it, sister. It's like, it's like a, you know, they're young. They get into it. Speaking of young, I also like really appreciated the scenes with um Kamala and Nakia in the mosque, and just like the whole situation yeah. with that, and like talking about why she wears her hijab, and then like her running for the board and all of that stuff. I thought that was like really cool to see, especially like for someone who's their age. Just like, yes, you are the change. Just like she said, the change is here. Period. <laughs> I love that. All of the stuff in the mosque was really, really cool to me. I've never been inside of a mosque before, and I didn't know that there were um, all these different, like, like the place where they would wash their face and, like, um, get ready to go and pray. I was 
really, really cool to see that. I feel like they yeah. never show stuff like that on, on especially an MCU show. So I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I obviously can't. I can't speak to the accuracy of it all, but I thought that it was really cool and a great representation there. Um, Nakia even talking in the bathroom with Kamala about like the tampons and stuff when she was like, she was obviously trying to hide because her yeah. powers were acting funny, but like trying to pass her a tampon and everything. I thought um, that was really like mm-hmm. cool to see that they were actually talking about these very natural and normal things that young girls will go through and they didn't try to shy away from it from mm-hmm. for an MCU show. Also, Shout out to them again when later on we see that the um, damage control is like out there looking for them and they had got Nakia um, and told her, you know, got her locked up. It was like, oh, we're asking her all these questions. And then mm-hmm. they decide, okay, we figured oh, Zoe. out. Zoe, sorry. Um, yeah. Zoe, they're asking her all these questions and they figured out, okay, we know this is a, um, you know, a, an Eastern Asian girl. We mm-hmm. need to. Um, go after her and they were like well be careful because the fbi is already like surveilling them shout out to them for putting that in there because that is the truth racism, <laughs> racism. <laughs> i do appreciate <laughs> i do appreciate that they again did not shy away from mm-hmm. stuff like that i think that it is great um later on we get to a conversation at dinner with um kamala and kamala's brother and her his uh, fiance. Now they haven't gotten married yet. It's fiance Natasha, and they are explaining the dad. Anyways, explaining about their mom. I forget her name. Sana. Mm-hmm. Um, Sana is the grandmother. Uh, her grandmother, and I guess she had like somehow, at a, in the past, got separated from her parents. But right before the train went off, like she was able to make it back on the train, and she just says that she followed the trail of stars, and that's how she got on back on the train. And throughout the issues, throughout the series, we see like Kamala having these very big like Vision. flashes, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I can't, I think it was her, the great grandmother, the great grandmother, right? Who, yeah, so who like brought shame was, to the family, and she allegedly killed somebody during the partition. Right. Sounds like a queen That's to like, me. Okay, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, it sounds like she did what she needed to do. So. <laughs> Uh, so I really uh, liked that they're really tying this all together to like her family and everything. Yeah. Um, again, fantastic episode. Um, I don't really even know what else to really say outside of it's just it's been just really good. Again, like I think that there is an exuberance and like an excitement to this series. I think that like Amon, everyone keeps saying it, but like she is Kamala. And I think that is like mm-hmm. shining through not only on why this show is good, but why Kamala has been like such a successful character. She is like fun. She's relatable. She's cute. She's adorable. You're like rooting for her to win. I think a lot of people who were even some of the biggest MCU detractors and like people who weren't excited for Miss Marvel have watched this show and been like, oh no, this is great. It's great. And- and it's like shout out to her for doing that. And like shout out to them. Like I'm excited. I thought like the part where she was um after she tried to rescue the little boy. Um, yes. and you know, there. her Peter Parker moment, you know, her Peter Parker moment, and then she kind of like loses focus, he falls, but she still managed to save him. But like, then she gets away, and like, the people are coming to attack her. Like, I love how Kamala's like, kind don't, forget, of don't forget, she dropped him and he broke her ankle. <laughs> <laughs> That's not her fault, though. <laughs> we'll blame the bangle for that. But you know, like, even when she goes to like, you know, she's trying to fight off the folks that were trying to kidnap her, like, you see her just like, she's doing a lot of this stuff on instinct. 
and it's like very mm-hmm. just natural to see like yes she's still new but she's she loves superheroes she kind of has an idea of what it's supposed to do and like she's falling into that very naturally and i just think that's really cool to see it's just like really well done shout out to the show yeah again i really like all i'm waiting for is for her to just say in biggin at one point mm-hmm. i do hope we at least get that one time um, that'll be cute i also like will enjoy when she officially like takes the name miss marvel yeah yeah because now they're gonna give that to her <laughs> we don't like it okay oh my gosh i had a i found an old tweet of mine uh-huh. <laughs> that that i wanted spectrum to have a sidekick named nightlight Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> and look what they did. <laughs> they did. I mean, it works. Oh, maybe that's cool name. Nightlight. Okay. Is See, it's it's cute. It gives like honey badger. Oh, it's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> I feel like they're in the same vein. It's not that bad. I think Nightlight is alright. It's a first starter name. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think she's gonna grow into Ms. Marvel. It'll be interesting how they give her that name. Yes. Yeah. In the comics, obviously it was like a it's a legacy name, so it's easy for you to just say I'm taking this from someone else, but there isn't a Ms. I Marvel. also hope they don't wait until the end. Mm. Like episode five or six to find a good oh she's Miss Marvel. Like if we can get at least a four, I'll be a little bit happier. I also I'm going to admit it here. I don't, and y'all know Captain Marvel was my girl. Mm-hmm. I don't need a Carol cameo. Like, oh. if it's something, if it's obviously she needs to have some kind of presence in it because that is Kamala's idol. Yeah. Um, and and we probably won't get it in her solo Disney Plus series. It'll probably happen more so in the movie where we'll see her realize that she, you know, she doesn't have to be like Carol. She can be her own mm-hmm. superhero. I imagine something like that might happen more so in the Marvels versus um, mm-hmm. her TV show. So I hope her TV series is more so just about her. Um, yeah, Carol, obviously, she may have to pop up and say, oh, you're doing a good job, or oh, you don't mm-hmm. have to do something or whatever, but I don't need an extended Captain Marvel cameo. I can agree with that. I will th- Do you think, well, are th- is there like a rumor that they're planning to do that? Yeah. It's, uh, why wouldn't they? <laughs> I just figured they need that's like, like that's like the Hulk not being in She-Hulk. I figured they just like meet at in like a post-credit scene on the last episode. <laughs> that, I mean, that could also be something that happens, and then we just get the actual meeting of them in the movie. Yeah, I figured it was gonna be like you know she maybe like fly down or something, and she'd be like, oh, heard you miss Marvel or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then it goes off. I wonder, but see, I wonder now too. There would have to be some real reason for her to want to interact with Kamala, because in the comics, mm. Kamala just started calling herself Ms. Marvel, and then Carol, like in between missions, was like, "Oh, you took my name," and it was like, "That's who cool. Are who are you?" <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, who are you, little girl? Um, and by the end of it, she was like, oh, "I just think you're really great. Like, you inspired me to do this." And she was like, "Oh, like, I think mm. you're really dope. For what it's worth, I know we just met, but I gotta go. Good yeah. luck." And that it was like a very brief one done thing. Even in her own series, it was very like Carol here yeah. for just this issue, if that, and then she leaves. Mm. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Maybe the, maybe they will bring the inhuman thing back, and that's why she has to come down. Who knows? I don't know. The inhumans to me are 
I don't know. They might be in that Eternals lane where it's like they just don't have it. Oh, oh they don't. Maybe, actually, wow. they might they might have it more than the Eternals. If I had to pick one between the two. Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Okay. I think if I had to pick one, I'd probably just pick the Eternal. I mean, the Inhumans. I get. I'll give you the Inhumans because of Black Bolt. Right. And Crystal. But other than that, the the Eternals. Sorry, they don't have it. <laughs> None of them do. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if I did think speaking of Eternals I love it in the show where they did bring up that um, on the date that Kamala was having with uh, Cameron that mm-hmm. her, that she was a fan of Kingo that she thought Kingo Jr. was attractive but her mom and his mom also like used to have a big crush on Kingo Sr. even though that's the same person I thought mm-hmm. that that was that, that was, was a real cool speaking of the mom she's acting down Okay, like she is absolutely she is. my favorite yes. part of the show. Anytime she like gives Kamala her little death stare, that's like you mm-hmm. need to pipe down. I'm like, ooh, let me stop talking. <laughs> right? It's giving mom. <laughs> yeah, like she's really killing. Me. Like I really do love her. And the dad is like really great too. Like again, like when Nakia was kind of like uh, getting everybody to campaign for her, and she goes up to Kamala's dad, and she's like doing his thing, and then he's like sitting there like stuck. Like, oh no, what am I supposed to do? That was a really cute moment. I'm really enjoying the parents mm-hmm. of the show. The parents are great. It's a really just like wholesome show. It's really good. Good for her. Yeah. It's Marvel's it girl. <laughs> um, all right. Well then that brings us to the end of the show. Definitely let us know what you guys think about Ms. Marvel and everything else we talked about on this episode. Please rate and subscribe us wherever you get your podcasts. We are available everywhere. Um, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at another relaunch. You can watch us on YouTube at another relaunch TV. You can find me on most social media platforms at LZ. Keenan, where can they find you? You guys know you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Keenan Lance. As always, there is an underscore at the end. Boom. All right, so let's get up out of here, and then we'll catch y'all next week. Peace.